Section 165 of Childhood's Favorites and Fairy Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Childhood's Favorites and Fairy Stories by Various Authors. 165. Conla of the Golden Hair and the Fairy Maiden. Adapted by Patrick Weston Joyce. Conla of the Golden Hair was the son of Con the Hundred Fighter. One day, as he stood with his father on the royal hill of Uzna, he saw a lady a little way off, very beautiful and dressed in strange attire. She approached the spot where he stood, and when she was near, he spoke to her and asked her who she was and from what place she had come. The lady replied, I have come from the land of the living, a land where there is neither death nor old age, nor any breach of law. The inhabitants of earth call us A's she, for we have our dwellings within large, pleasant, green hills. We pass our time very pleasantly in feasting and harmless amusements, never growing old, and we have no quarrels or contentions. The king and his company marveled very much. For though they heard this conversation, no one saw the lady except Conla alone. Who is this thou art talking to, my son? said the king. And anon she answered for the youth, Conla is speaking with a lovely, noble-born young lady who will never die, and who will never grow old. I love Conla of the golden hair, and I have come to bring him with me to Moy Mel, the plain of never-ending pleasure. On the day that he comes with me, he shall be made king, and he shall reign for ever in fairyland, without weeping and without sorrow. Come with me, O gentle Conla of the ruddy cheek, the fair freckled neck, and the golden hair. Come with me, beloved Conla, and thou shalt retain the comeliness and dignity of thy form, free from the wrinkles of old age, till the awful day of judgment. Thy flowing golden hair, thy comely face, thy all-majestic form of peerless race, that show thee sprung from Con's exalted race. King Con, the hundred-fighter, being much troubled, called then on his druid Coran to put forth his power against the witchery of the banshee. O Coran of the mystic arts and of the mighty incantations, here is a contest such as I have never been engaged in since I was made king at Tara, a contest with an invisible lady who is beguiling my son to fairyland by her baleful charms. Her cunning is beyond my skill, and I am not able to withstand her power. And if thou, Corin, help not, my son will be taken away from me by the wiles and witchery of a woman from the fairy hills. Corin the Druid then came forward, and began to chant against the voice of the lady, and his power was greater than hers for that time, so that she was forced to retire. As she was going away, she threw an apple to Conla, who straightway lost sight of her, and the king and his people no longer heard her voice. The king and the prince returned with their company to the palace, and Conla remained for a whole month without tasting food or drink except the apple. And though he ate of it each day, it was never lessened, but was as whole and perfect in the end as at the beginning. Moreover, when they offered him aught else to eat or drink, he refused it, for while he had his apple, 
he did not deem any other food worthy to be tasted, and he began to be very moody and sorrowful, thinking of the lovely lady maiden. At the end of the month, as Connla stood by his father's side among the nobles, on the plain of Arcomen, he saw the lady approaching him from the west, and when she had come near, she addressed him in this manner. A glorious seat indeed has Connla among wretched, short-lived mortals, awaiting the dreadful stroke of death. But now the ever-youthful people of Moimel, who never feel age, and who fear not death, seeing thee day by day among thy friends, in the assemblies of thy fatherland, love thee with a strange love, and they will make thee king over them, if thou wilt come with me. When the king heard the words of the lady, he commanded his people to call the druid again to him, saying, Bring my druid Corin to me, for I see that the fairy lady has this day regained the power of her voice. At this the lady said, Valiant Con, fighter of a hundred, the faith of the druids has come to little honour among the upright, mighty, numberless people of this land. When the righteous law shall be restored, it will seal up the lips of the false black demon, and his druids shall no longer have power to work their guileful spells. Now the king observed, and marvelled greatly, that whenever the lady was present, his son never spoke one word to anyone, even though they addressed him many times. And when the lady had ceased to speak, the king said, Conla, my son, has thy mind been moved by the words of the lady? Conla spake then, and replied, Father, I am very unhappy, for though I love my people beyond all, I am filled with sadness on account of this lady. When Conla had said this, the maiden again addressed him, and chanted these words in a very sweet voice. A land of youth, a land of rest, a land from sorrow free. It lies far off in the golden west, on the verge of the azure sea. A swift canoe of crystal bright, that never met mortal view. We shall reach the land ere fall of night, in that strong and swift canoe. We shall reach the strand of that sunny land, from druids and demons free. The land of rest in the golden west, on the verge of the azure sea. A pleasant land of winding vales, bright streams and verdious plains, where summer all the livelong year in changeless splendour reigns. A peaceful land of calm delight, of everlasting bloom. Old age and death we never know, no sickness, care or gloom. The land of youth, of love and truth, from pain and sorrow free. In the land of rest, in the golden west, on the verge of the azure sea. There are strange delights for mortal men, in that island of the west. The sun comes down in evening, in its lovely vales to rest. And though far and dim on the ocean's rim, it seems to mortal view, we shall reach its halls ere the evening falls, in my strong and swift canoe. And evermore that verdant shore, our happy home shall be, the land of rest in the golden west, on the verge of the azure sea. It will guard thee, gentle Conla, of the flowing golden hair. It will guard thee from the druids, from the demons of the air. My crystal boat will guard thee, till we reach that western shore, when thou and I in joy and love shall live for evermore. From the druid's incantation, from his black and deadly snare, from the withering imprecation, of the demon of the air. It will guard thee, gentle Conla, of the flowing golden hair. My crystal boat shall guard thee 
till we reach that silver strand where thou shalt reign in endless joy the king of the fairy land when the maiden had ended her chant connla suddenly walked away from his father's side and sprang into the curra the gleaming straight gliding strong crystal canoe the king and his people saw them afar off and dimly moving away over the bright sea towards the sunset they gazed sadly after them till they lost sight of the canoe over the utmost verge and no one can tell whither they went for connla was never again seen in his native land end of 165 recording by ross clement